Hello and welcome to the September 17th, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is really nice to have everybody here with me today, and of course, it's wonderful to be out there with you. I hope everybody had a nice weekend because we are starting off on the right foot here on a Monday afternoon. Mr. Joe is back, and we have a lot to talk about today. Well, I'll tell you one thing for certain it's amazing how bad Mr. Joe's memory is because I simply wanted to think back to what we last discussed and it wasn't too long ago, it was only a few days ago where Mr. Joe released my past podcast episode and I haven't got a single clue what we even spoke about. Now, if I was to go back to it and listen for a couple of minutes, I would know that we touched upon something important, but because I was so manic, and it's very possible that we were talking about mania to some extent, or at least hypomania, but because I was in that phase of mind, it, it's, it's, it's very hard for me to recall, and I don't know if it's a combination of my medication that's causing this lack of memory, or, um, you know, in combination with the bipolar disorder, or it is just a a result of bipolar disorder alone. I mean, I, I know this before I was medicated more often than not after a manic episode, and I mean a real full-blown manic episode, I would completely forget what I had done, how I had acted, and some of the people that I hurt, and it would take me a long time to think back to it. Now, it's funny, too, because I'm not going to spend a lot of time on movie reviews, but I do want to make mention of one particular movie that I watched over the weekend, and I had been meaning to watch it for a long time, and the name of the movie is Donovan, and you could search it, you could look it up, I believe the gentleman's name is Jason B. That on Twitter. But this this guy, he wrote, he directed it, he starred in it. He was phenomenal. He really was. The movie itself, while I will say that I had a difficult time on my fire stick trying to access the movie, and maybe because I went about it all wrong, I did see that there was an option to get it in Roku. But I went through an, um, an internet of some sort, you know, a browser, and then I browsed to the site, and I clicked rent for two ninety nine, and then I lost it even after I paid for it, and I had a very hard time getting it up and going. The quality um, was not great in terms of skipping around a little bit, but overall, I have to say this, and it's interesting because my, my wife falls asleep to every single movie that we ever watch. It's very frustrating. And I will tell you right now that she certainly did not fall asleep to this one. No way, no how. Donovan, while some may perceive it as a slow-moving film, and my wife thought it was a little slow, and I say some because out of two people, we had 50% 
thought it was fine in terms of the pace, and 50% thought it was a little slow. I would imagine that with a bipolar mind would understand the building up towards the episodes in terms of the mood. So we are probably a little bit more tolerable of what the director is trying to accomplish. And what I will say this is Donovan is a masterpiece in its own right. It really is. It it, it allowed me to think along the lines of what I used to act like. And it's amazing because it's almost my life to a T. And sadly, almost my wife's life to a T before I was medicated, the way I would scare her, the way she would... There was one part where, and I don't want to ruin the movie for those of you who have not seen it, and look it up, Donovan the movie. Just put in Donovan, bipolar, something along those lines. If you follow me on Twitter, at Mr. Bipolar Joe, um, you will find he and I have some correspondences together, so just go right to his Twitter. I think, again, it's Jason B., um, and you'll be able to find the movie without any issue. But there is one particular part in which the wife is extreme, well, the girlfriend at the time is extremely scared in the way that this uh, Donovan is acting. And to be honest with you, although it was really never exposed in the movie, I almost felt like his girlfriend also had a touch of bipolar disorder, something I have to inquire about. But keep that in mind. And. Um, other than that, it really was just a great movie. There are a couple of things that I couldn't relate to in terms of the... He was nasty at times to his doctors in the beginning. And no matter how manic I ever was, I was usually always able to fake things and not be nasty so that kind of threw me off a little bit but I know people are like that and just because he wasn't like that oh, I'm not like that to doctors doesn't mean that I wasn't the exact way same way to other people such as a girlfriend a wife my mother my father anybody so it was a great um, great way to show that nastiness that irritability during even depression or mania I just couldn't relate to it in terms of the doctor visits because I Again, as nasty as some of those doctors were to me, and as much as I did not agree with all of them, I usually kept my stuff together. Anyway, um, good movie. Check it out. It's it's really worth watching. Um, only take a couple of hours out of your life and sit down and just do something uh, that you don't have to go out and pay a lot of money to do, which is nice. Anyway... I figured I'd give you guys a little bit of a rundown of my weekend and how we last left off, and which I believe was manic, or at least hypomanic, or at least mixed. Again, I don't remember. So let's just say that there was a period in time last week in which I knew that I did have some mania or mixed episodes creeping in. Now, from what I wrote down in my phone app or typed in, I can see that come Friday night I was uh, somewhat manic and I remained in mania up until Saturday night and how did I know I had manic symptoms? Well, I really didn't need to sleep uh, 
I just wanted to talk. I wanted to do drugs. I actually considered smoking marijuana. How I would have gotten it, I'm not really sure, but it, it was definitely in my mind, which is usually a good indicator that I'm either hypomanic or mania is setting in because in the past when I would be like that, marijuana would level me out kind of slow me down a little bit so I could only imagine that that's what my mind and my body was searching for now as I said I had that manic like feeling up until Saturday night however Sunday I woke up and not only was I immediately feeling depressed which I had not felt for quite a few weeks at least <laughs> um, but I was also very irritable, very, very irritable. I went to a couple of stores with my wife, very little patience. Then uh, we came home, and she wanted to take on the task of cleaning out our garage, which was not a huge task. It wasn't even, it was just a matter of moving all the stuff out of the garage so that we could uh, clean the dirt and clean whatever grass got in there. The, the garage is very neat to begin with, but over time, dust and dirt and all that stuff settles because uh, uh, ultimately what my wife wanted to do was place some um, insect traps down around the walls because they attach to our house and she thought some insects were getting in the house. So we figured if we're going to do that, we might as well clean it up in there. And I have to tell you, it was like something that normally I would take pride in, something that I would enjoy because I'm usually hypomanic when it comes to uh, my cleaning, or at least it takes me to be hypomanic to enjoy my cleaning or level-headed to at least get through it. Uh, I had no desire. I really, really did not want to do this, and I was nasty. And during the entire process in the beginning, I made every excuse in the world to go back inside from my son's behavior, which I would refer to as misbehavior, and when in reality it was not, and um, just other things. I, I told her she had an attitude. Meanwhile, it was all me. No doubt about it, it was all me, but what I forced myself to do was work through it. Now, I continued to complain a little bit, but I worked through it, and I got through it. And ultimately, I made it through, and I don't want to say that I enjoyed the garage cleaning, but I certainly was able to cope with it, and I wasn't as nasty as I was in the beginning as I got towards the end. Now, fast forward to Sunday night, I went to bed. I didn't get to bed until 11 o'clock, which is rather late for Mr. Joe. There was a wrestling event that I like to watch. And I had no problem staying up for it at all. As a matter of fact, it took me a very long time to get to sleep as well. However, I did ultimately pass out. And I had an extremely unsettled night's sleep in which I basically felt my anxiety all night long. You know when you have that halfway, half in and out sleep where you think you're getting rest, but you're not really getting rest, and you're really just not sleeping? Well, I actually had anxiety all night long. And by the time I wanted to do something about it, which was probably 3 a.m., I said, you know what, I better not take a Klonopin because now i got to get up for work in a few hours, and if I do that, it's going to knock the you-know-what out of me. So 
um, I decided not to, and, and the ultimate results of not moving forward and taking something to ease my anxiety was waking up today with even more anxiety, um, to the point where I actually did have to take a half a clonabin just to function in the morning. It took a little while to kick in, but thank goodness by the time I was on the road to come to work, I had felt the effects and I started to calm down a little bit. Now, my energy today, absolutely horrific. So we have anxiety and a complete lack of energy. Now think about all the mixed states of mind we're talking about that took place over the weekend. But more importantly, think about how rapidly Mr. Joe would cycle. And it's amazing because I, I don't I don't get down or up into a level as which I can't function. I am able to function which I guess is a good thing based on the fact that I'm taking my medication. But man, if I wasn't on my medication, God only knows what kind of episodes these would be like. Because while they are bearable, there is no doubt that Mr. Joe still continues to rapidly cycle in his moods, in and out, which went from mania to hypomania, back to mania, to a subtle form of depression... And this will happen within the course of a week. Um, and, and rapid cycling, as you know, can happen over the course, usually four shifts throughout a year, could be more, could be um, just about four, where you rapidly cycle over the course of a year. Some people do it over the course of a month, some people do it over the course of a week. And with Mr. Joe, I used to do it over the course of a day before I was medicated. And now, when the symptoms do set in, I'm starting to realize that I still do suffer from the exact same symptoms that I did, just at a lesser degree when I'm on my medication, and that would be rapid cycling and mixed episodes. Although, I will say for the last couple of days, this depressive, anxious state really has not been in conjunction with any hypomanic feelings. Now, I had to analyze to myself, why on earth do I feel like this? Is it just my mood, you know, rapidly changing, or is there something that provoked this? Because it's very important for us to monitor our stressors and our triggers to see if there is a reason behind this, or if our medicine just isn't working as well, or if you're just having one of those episodes that, you know, our medicine wasn't able to fully treat this time around. And all of those are, are possible. It could be all of the above, none of the above, or simply just those triggers that stress us out. And the first thing that came to mind was the fact that I've known now for quite some time, but I was reminded about it on Friday, that my son has a... Uh, meet the teacher night, um, eighth grade, you know, you go in, you see the curriculum, it's not really meet the teacher, it's meet all his teachers, it's uh, what we refer to as the open school night, open house, whatever you want to call it, and that's not the issue, the issue is not that I have to go, I've known I had to go for months because it was in my 
calendar and my email. I was reminded Friday about it, even though I had already known, but the witch of an ex-wife that I have reminded me. And I honestly think from the moment that she told me about it, my mind started to focus on the fact that she would be there. I really do. And if I really think about my anxiety, it makes me absolutely sick that I have to see this woman tonight. As a matter of fact, during my son's soccer game yesterday, which, by the way, was the first game of the year, and he scored the very first goal for the team, and his first goal of the year for himself. Um, too bad about halfway through the game, maybe even less time into the game, my son looked like he was actually going to die, God forbid, of a heart attack. I know that's not a fun thing to joke around about, but he looked so outrageously out of breath and tired because all he does is play those video games that he could not even play to his full potential. Really couldn't. And it was very, very sad because he was he acted like a baby, he, he behaved like a baby the entire time, almost my head hurts, I don't want to go back out there, and, oh, God, I mean, you know, and it was all because he couldn't catch his breath, he was exhausted, and it was hot, but everybody else was sweating, but they all want to be there, I don't think he wants to be there, but nevertheless, I'm proud of him, you know, it may not sound like I am, but I am proud of him, I just want him to work harder if he is interested in these things he's got to give it a hundred percent and a hundred percent does not mean instead of practicing when your friends are practicing go home and practice with your thumbs on whatever game system you're using okay but that's behind besides the point so well anyway the point is on sunday i had to see my ex-wife at the game the soccer game and while she was there with her boyfriend, and he's always very pleasant, came right over to me. Of course, she doesn't come near me, doesn't say hello to my wife, none of the above. He came over to me, shook my hand, gave me a hug. He actually kissed my wife hello, had a quick hug. I mean, that's how much of a decent man this guy is, and yet she won't even come over and say a word. Um, you know, he made the comment about little Mickey, how, how cute he was, and how big he's getting, and blah, blah, blah. So, whatever. The fact that she was there, and I had to look at her witchy face, I think just made me remember that i got to go to this thing tonight. And I, I don't want to be there with her. I really don't. It was hard enough to be around her when we were married to go to, to these things. She would embarrass me. I'm not going to get into the reasons why, but she would. She was embarrassing. So I think that has played into my shift in moods to some extent. Um, has certainly caused some stress, possibly a trigger. Now, lack of sleep has definitely played into it. And I, I can only blame myself because I stayed up for that wrestling event. Now, while I can't help myself based on the fact that I was in hypomania the other night, and that is what caused me to have a lack of sleep during that episode... There are still things that I could have done if I want to be concerned about my health and I'm afraid that I'm going to dip into a certain mood state. And maybe I should have got to bed a little bit earlier last night. Do I think that I even could have? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm really not. But I would imagine that my lack of sleep or my, my bad sleeping patterns has, has something to do with these rapid cycling mixed episodes. I know this, I'm eating poorly. 
I was eating really good, and then all of a sudden I just started not caring again. You know, I got that that whole mentality at night where, eh, just a little bit, it's not going to hurt. You'll start again tomorrow. And I noticed that when I eat bready things, things that have, you know, bread content in them, I do not feel good afterwards. And I don't know why I can't control myself, but it just seems like I'm back into this horrible routine of eating poorly. So that has something to definitely do with my moods. Now, let's face it, this new job, you know, we're three weeks in. And things are not easy here. There's a lot of stress on me. I will be traveling to a lot of different states. Um, I'm constantly all over the globe. So there's a lot for me to do. And, you know, uh, before I get away and go to these things, there are other things that need to be accomplished. And when they're not accomplished, you know, I, I have anxiety and stress about them. And not to mention my old wonderful place of employment, which I said I would never speak about again, but I have no choice to. Of course, now they are fighting me, and I know I had brought this up before, that they were challenging me on my unemployment benefits. Well, I think they took it a step further, and they allowed me to get paid first so that they could just ask for it all back. Because now I got another call from unemployment that they are challenging me again. I mean, just let me be. Can't you just let me be? We all know that I was terminated for something that was completely unfair and not my fault. What are you fighting it for? Just let me be. So, of course, I have that on my mind. I don't even want to get into that. Um, although the, the gentleman I spoke to, he was really mean last time I spoke to him. He seemed to be a little bit more understanding and a little bit more on my side this time. So, who knows? Um, what I do know is, you know, there's even been a lack of exercise in my life. I was pretty consistently going to the gym and now it's you know one day on one two days off one day on three days off and that's the way it is with our schedules guys it's just we're hectic we live hectic lives we're constantly moving and i believe that this lack of routine this scheduling difficulties and doing things and keeping to a schedule has certainly had an impact on my mood um, in combination with the fact that, hey, guess what? I have bipolar disorder. <laughs> and while I won't say that it has been completely mixed, because it has not, it has certainly not been mixed episodes, or at least not over the last couple of days. The last couple of days has been more like a rapid cycling change from hypomania into a, I don't want to say depression, but an anxious, depressive state that is bearable. And once again, over the course of three days, these things have changed. So there is definitely some rapid cycling that takes place with, uh, you know, Mr. Joe. And it's, I, I, I could imagine that if the depression or the depressive part would come on first, I would imagine people who have bipolar disorder and they were clinically diagnosed with bipolar disorder, there's probably a good chance that they were misdiagnosed in the beginning from depression and I, I say this because there is actually a typical way in which the onset of rapid, rapid cycling comes on at least for Mr. Joe now this time it did not take that exact course although I can't really recall if it did or it didn't because I'm only able to think back to my manic feelings but if I really put my my brain to it, I will realize that 
because it started a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, and whether it was circumstantial induced with this whole job thing, you know, it typically starts with an episode of depression, and that's where Mr. Joe was quite a few weeks ago, where I, um, almost like I had that inability to concentrate on anything other than the problem at hand. That was the only thing I could really think about. It made it, made it even more difficult to think about the things that I needed to do in terms of my job. Obviously, because I was fired, I felt worthless, felt, felt guilty over things that I didn't even do wrong. It took me a while to kickstart during my day, man. I, I couldn't even move. There were some days where I had absolutely no motivation at all. Wanted to sleep, and of course, when you don't have a job and you're used to getting up, and then all of a sudden, once again, you're back into this new pattern of, oh, I don't got to get up. So I could sleep an extra hour, and it would make me feel horrible because I'd, I'd have this excessive sleeping pattern that I started to develop. Thank goodness, very, very short-lived, but that sleeping pattern would ultimately run into the course of my day where I'd have these this slowed behavior, which quite honestly is exactly what I feel like right now. I want you all to know that Mr. Joe is struggling to get every single word out of my mouth today. Okay? Struggling. Now, my appetite was horrendous when I first got fired from my job and started to trigger myself into that um, medium depressive state and I really didn't want to do anything I had anything that I did with my family I mean you know wherever we went I tried to put a smile on my face but I had basically very little pleasure for most of the day that I functioned in and I just couldn't wait to go to bed at night and that's the way I, I, I walked around for many many weeks feeling sad and lonely and completely empty and hopeless it was a horrible, horrible feeling. And to be honest, that's usually how we know that the onset of rapid cycling will begin. That's, and, and of course, that sounds like depression. It's exactly what it sounds like, depression. But that can actually be misconstrued. And what little people, they, what little people know is that is actually possibly the onset of rapid cycling. And if you're a rapid cycler, you know that. Now, again, after that, I mean, you would say prior to that full manic episode, which, of course, is going to cycle in soon, where I guess you could call it um, a, a pre-hypomanic stage. <laughs> You're not hypomanic yet. You're not manic, but pre-hypomanic. How does that sound? And it's not really disruptive to your life. And it almost feels like a relief from where you just were in terms of your manic symptoms. Now, I actually had to put you on pause. I apologize if you heard my ringtone, but a ring actually came through during our podcast. I know what I was talking about was, I guess, what you would call that pre-hypomanic phase. And really... It's everything that hypomania is for the most part. The only thing is, it in the beginning, it feels like really like a, a relief because you're no longer depressed. And then, of course, a lot of times that will be followed by that hypomanic phase. 
and we all know with with hypomania, uh, it's that simpler form of mania. And this is really the, this is exactly the way that it goes with Mr. Joe for the most part. This is like my rapid cycling, bam. And sadly, it goes like within one day or two days or within a week. And at that point, which is where I was last week with that excessive cheerfulness, and I was giddy, and I was euphoric, and, you know, joking around, socially active, certainly felt really overconfident. You know, like I was the man on the mission. Nobody could... Nobody could question Mr. Joe. Nobody. I mean, I felt like absolutely nothing was wrong with me. Although, I, I, I kind of knew it was happening because I needed to bring it up to my podcast audience. And, again, I'm feeling good because I'm no longer depressed. Uh, it's, and, and, really, within the last month, here I am now making a tremendous rapid cycling switch over from what I would refer to as almost full-blown depression or medium depression into that pre-hypomanic phase, into the hypomania. And then, of course, what comes next? Obviously, that acute mania or that delirious mania. Um, and, And that's when, which I think Mr. Joe's medication, this is when the medication, boop, comes right in and puts a halt to it because when you're in that acute mania you know that's when your thoughts become much more rapid which could have been an indication from the anxiety that I was experiencing trying to sleep definitely rapid thoughts they were intense definitely some increased speech no doubt about it Um, you know in the physical energy yes you know before I I felt the way that I did yesterday. I had a lot of physical energy, but again, it wasn't that physical, dramatic energy where I wanted to jump up and down and do jumping jacks and um, <laughs> jump on a couch or jump off the furniture. Um, now, again, what would happen with Mr. Joe when he would rapid cycle, which, thank goodness, it appears that my medication has stopped me from going into this. Out of that acute manic phase, I would then go into what I would refer to as delirious phase or delirious mania, which that, for Mr. Joe, would involve the hallucinations, and that is where we got the schizoaffective potential diagnosis, which we've more or less now realize that um, it's very hard to determine whether or not I had that because I went incorrectly undiagnosed for so long or misdiagnosed. Did I really just experience hallucinations when I was in that delirious manic phase? I, I think there's a good chance that that was what happened. Or is it just that I had no idea what kind of a phase, if any, was I in? Because I could recall being or feeling perfectly normal for a very long period of time or so what what I thought was normal but yet still hallucinating but nevertheless with rapid cycling that depression will turn into that pre-hypomanic stage followed by that hypomanic stage then followed by that acute mania and then like I said delirious mania where 
delusional. Mr. Joe would be delusional, no doubt about it. Paranoid, oh my God, how many times do we talk about paranoia? And I have little tidbits of all of that stuff. Little tidbits, which shows me that I'm still in there. I almost have this feeling like I really can't complete any of my work projects. I can't really focus. Um, my cognition is off. All that stuff is off. Uh, you know, and that's it's, it's an unfortunate thing because the more I describe this, the more I say to myself, well, guess what? We're actually going to go back into that depressive episode, which is what I feel today. But at the same token, while I say I don't have mixed episodes, I do feel a little bit of each thing that I've described. And you know I don't curse a lot on this podcast, but honestly, that sucks. And I used it. I said it. I know it's not a curse for everybody, but for me it is. That sucks. Because I just, if I want to pick one, I'm just going to be a rapid cycler. <laughs> I don't want to have these mixed feelings. Give me one or the other. I mean, I guess the only good thing about it is that you feel a sense of relief every once in a while. Um, but the good thing is that that real delirious hype, uh, that real delirious manic stage, I don't think I'm in there because... Um, to not be able to recognize, at least when we're on medication, that something is about to occur. At least that's what happens with me. But it's also very rare for a person with bipolar disorder to experience all these stages of mania that I'm talking about, that pre-hypomanic, that hypomanic, that manic or acute mania, that delirious mania. That's just the way that things happen a lot of times with Mr. Joe. Um, and, and it is possible for it to happen, but a lot of times we'll begin with an acute manic phase and we'll skip right over that hypomania. But because I am medicated, I believe it prevents me from going into that acute manic phase or that delirious mania. Um, you know, so I do know this, the longer that you go experiencing rapid cycling bipolar disorder if it goes untreated or, or, or if you're self-medicating like Mr. Joe used to do treating it with alcohol treating it with um, you know drugs the worse the worse the manic and depressive depressive stages they'll become I mean this is my depressive episode today and if you can recall, I started out in a depressive episode and I'm ending in one. And thank goodness that this is as bad as I hope that it's going to get. A little bit of anxiety, um, you know, feeling a little less energy, feeling a little bit down. I actually walked to my car and on my way to my car, I, I, I don't want to say I felt suicidal, but I said, ah, I really don't want to be around today. And, and what I mean by that, I don't really know, but I just don't want to be around and like I said, particularly in rapid cycling, for those of you who might experience that, the person is likely to experience another major depressive episode, usually right after that manic episode. And again, with Mr. Joe, these would have been major, major episodes, but they're not right now. I hope I'm being clear about this. It's almost like I'm pulling... It's like I'm pulling teeth. <laughs> I'm pulling from the symptoms that I have, helping you to understand really the 
the, the point of all this is to help you to understand that my medication has this under control, but I'm still feeling it. And while I don't have those full-blown manic and depressive episodes, I am still taking on the exact structure of a rapid cycler. And when a person experiences rapid cycling with their bipolar condition, odds are that they are less likely to experience relief from their symptoms in between episodes. I, I have no relief. None whatsoever. The only time I have relief is in the very beginning when I'm in that depressive state and I start to move into that pre-hypomanic state or if I'm going to skip it, that hypomanic state, which I rarely do. It's usually pretty set on with Mr. Joe in the past. It was depress depressive, hypomanic, manic, uh, acute mania, delirious mania, back to depression. But... That was the only time I would experience the symptoms because I would be so depressed that as soon as that hypomania kicked in a little bit, it was like a relief. Now, the saddest thing of all is that that relief was only temporary because I am also a mixed episode person. So there would still be remnants of the old episode, if that makes any sense. I think you all get what I'm getting at here. The good news is that, once again, everything is minimized with my, with my symptoms. They're all minimized because of the medication I'm on. And what would happen is rapid cyclers, what do they do? They lead to self-medicating. As the brain chemistry changes, they want to self-medicate. And that's what I used to do. And it would disrupt it even more. I would drink. I would do drugs. I would smoke. Cigarettes. <laughs> marijuana. Do co snort cocaine. And, you know, for those of you that are not rapid cyclers, even if you have bipolar disorder alone, you know what I'm talking about. Now, this happens even more so with episodes of rapid cycling. And they always felt like they would relieve all my symptoms but unfortunately it would produce more intense symptoms and it's probably most likely that it made my rapid cycling symptoms even worse I guess my point is <laughs> uh, should I be grateful? I normally wouldn't be able to have spoken to you today if I was in a true rapid cycling mixed episode. Now again, although I'm feeling little remnants of them all and I'm following the basic pattern of the rapid cycler, they are controllable or they are manageable. That's the word I'm looking for. They are manageable. And I feel like time and time again, what we have accomplished throughout our podcast recently are a very common theme that I'm, I'm trying to project to my audience of those of you who are not medicated. That as you can see, if you are medicated, it doesn't mean you're completely out of the woods. But at the same token, think about how Mr. Joe would act when he was unmedicated and think about how manageable life is now because I am medicated. So the moral of the story is, those of you who are not seeing a doctor, 
trying to treat your bipolar disorder with substances and ultimately destroying your life, I beg of you, beg of you, to take a step back and listen to what Mr. Joe is trying to convey and get on the right cocktail of medication. And if you can't find the right cocktail, keep trying because eventually you will find it. It took me years and years and years to find it, and here I am, and I found it. So take it for what it's worth. Do your best to listen. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to talk to me personally, you can always reach out via my email I'll give it to you without any music in the background. It's MrJoeBP at Yahoo.com. And, of course, Mr. Bipolar Joe at Twitter. You could always reach out. Like I said before, take a, take a look at that movie, Donovan, if you haven't had a chance. Certainly worth seeing. I, I could almost guarantee that many of you will relate that to your own life. So, thanks again, guys. Uh, in closing, let me say this. If you are doing well right now with a mental illness, uh, I ask you to continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness, I ask you to continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, or an addiction for that matter, I ask you to keep battling, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Everybody have a great day. I'll talk to you again real soon.